The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace to grow in wonder and awe of the divine. Our reading is Psalm 8. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Our second voice is Kenneth Baker, S.J. The more we reflect on this amazing truth, the more we should be astonished at the miracle of God's love for man. Let us consider what the Incarnation means for us personally. First, it means that God became what we are. And what are we? We are weak, inconstant creatures tied down by the limitations of time and space. We feel the tug of the earth and a powerful attraction for God. And who is God? God is the fullness of all being and perfection, eternal, all-powerful, all good and loving. He is also our creator, our first beginning and our last end. Let these words sink into your soul.
Our reflection is by Beth Laurie. Think of a time in your life when you felt awe and wonder. I see it happen when people gather around a newborn baby. It's just so exciting. Maybe you also see it happen when there's a sunset over the water and there's just like a myriad of colors in the sky. Such moments of grandeur and it invites us to pause and notice and marvel at God's creation. I call this practice marveling. Encouraging awe and wonder in our life is good for us. There's even scientific research shown that taking time in awe and wonder increases compassion, kindness, generosity, and perseverance. It improves our mood. It's uplifting and it's a refreshing way to connect with God. It's a spiritual practice that ultimately helps us live out kingdom values in our communities. Now, David wrote Psalm 8 to God. The entire chapter is David expressing his feelings of awe and wonder to our Lord. He starts and ends with lifting up the name of God. How majestic is your name in all the earth. The Lord should be exalted. David speaks of this praise in the present experience of his reality. We can ponder Perhaps the psalm was written on a bright, clear night with a vast host of heavenly light stretching from one horizon to the other. And David becomes removed from his small, ordinary affairs and his mind starts to engage in deeper thoughts. We can see that two matters surface for David in this psalm. He contemplates and we can contemplate the same thing. The first is the glory of God reflected in the starry heavens. All creation shows the glory of God. We might paint a nice picture or express beauty in words on a paper, but we could never create the perfection and wonders we see in God's handiworks. We marvel at his creation. Now, St. Ignatius teaches us to detach from the gifts God gives us. That is to not put stock or value in the gifts, but in the giver of the gifts. And David is doing the same thing here. He reminds us to move our awe and wonder from the creation that we see to the creator. We are made to be in awe and wonder of God. The second topic that David ponders in this psalm is the astonishing grace of God. The creator of these marvelous wonders is mindful of simple humans. He shows his glory and grants us lordly power over the earthly creatures. Why? We're not worthy of such. Yet he gives us this privilege. Did you ever have a coach, maybe, or a mentor who believed in you more than you believed in yourself? It's an overwhelming feeling. And God is doing the same thing there on a grandiose scale. He sees us as we are in Christ Jesus. Now he alone is God, yet he shares his power and his glory with us. He allows us to rule and reign over the creatures of the earth. That is a huge and humbling responsibility. And this is the upside down kingdom of God. He gives power and dominion to the weak, the unlikely, and the undeserving. It is the opposite of our world. Once again, we move 
from awe and wonder of this gift that we get to rule to awe and wonder of such a generous father. How marvelous, how wonderful is his amazing love for you and me. Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. May you and I stay in awe and wonder as we live into the love and the grace that comes through Jesus Christ. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. concluding prayer is from the Book of Common Worship. God of the cosmos, your love reaches beyond space and time. We are astonished by your vast creation, innumerable galaxies surrounded by dark matter, elegant structures and staggering variety, the interplay of matter and energy, the pull of gravity and the speed of light all showing your wisdom and glory, O God. We are dust and stardust made in your image. We are part of the creation you are making new. Let our awe increase like your ever-expanding universe until we find ourselves lost in wonder, love, and praise through Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega. Amen.